evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny. It is Wednesday, the last day of February, February 28th, 2018. Welcome to the show. Let me ask you a question. Why do smart and successful women have a hard time dating and what can they do about it? Well, that's the topic we're going to cover tonight with our very special guest, Raika Shihabi Yaghan. So she's going to call in in a few moments and uh, we're going to bring her on. And we're going to talk about uh, dating, relationships, and particularly about all these kind of happening women out there, why are they having a hard time dating, and some solutions that we can offer. So uh, welcome to the show. Uh, It's Robert Manny, Guys Guys Radio. This is the place where men and women can be at their best, and everybody wins. Um, Let's see what's going on in our world today. Well, here we are in New York City. We had a we had a gorgeous day, gorgeous day, gorgeous day today. And um, it's good because we're just moving into March and uh, it's a time of year where people are just tired of winter here in the Northeast. It's just disgusting. Uh, but now, you know, today I was walking down the street with my young son and it was late in the afternoon and I could see that, you know, some of the buds were starting on the trees uh, little faint hints of crocuses and, and all the leaves are down finally. You know, a lot of those trees, you know, the leaves stay on almost all winter, but now they're just about all down. And that means there's going to be new buds, new leaves, and we'll have an explosive springtime, which is always gorgeous here uh, in New York. And so really looking forward to that. It's been a, it's been a long winter as it always is here in the Northeast. So uh, let's talk about what else is going on in the world today. So much news with uh, our president, uh, like him or hate him. uh, And everybody seems to have a very strong opinion, but my goodness gracious, uh, so much is going on. Uh, He made, uh, you know, he always has some, uh, some, uh, Interesting quotes, if you will. Uh, This week, he mentioned that uh, he would have run into the school in Florida where the mass shooting took place uh, if it was going on after some of the uh, police officers decided to stay outside, unfortunately. But Trump said he would go in even without a weapon, which is uh, really Uh, I don't know about that, uh, Prez. Uh, There's also been so much now. Jared Kushner, his son-in-law, who has been given so many tasks to do to solve basically every big problem in the world, the Middle East, you know, uh, the economy, uh, North Korea, just everything they're putting on this kid's uh, shoulders. And uh, now they took away his uh, top secret se- uh, security clearance. Um, Trump's, I think it's his fourth communication director, uh, Hope Hicks. Uh, she got interviewed by Mueller's team and admitted to some white lies, as she called them. And now all of a sudden she just resigned. So uh, it's interesting. And now Trump's lawyers are saying that they're trying to cut a deal with Mueller's people about in terms of how Trump, who offered to talk to Mueller directly, how he could answer questions. Uh, They want to have written, you know, written questions and written answers. And uh, their concern is that, you know, they don't want Trump perjuring himself which I find uh, hilarious because if you, if you have nothing to hide and you're telling the truth, why would you, why would you be concerned about perjuring yourself? So anyhow, the, the wheels keep turning. Um, unfortunately, our country, uh, we, we've been reduced to most of the people just watching this uh, circus go on. And um, it's just an incredible time in our country. So <laughs> let's see what happens over the next couple of months. Uh, Elsewhere, this is, uh, you know, as we get into uh, March, everybody kind of get time to get your taxes done. I mentioned it last week, but I am one of these people who I do my best to get ahead of the curve and get my taxes in so I can get my refund back quickly. Because the longer you wait, the more things kind of get bottlenecked. And uh, I have pretty good luck in terms of getting my uh, doing the work with my accountant, getting the getting the. taxes in and then getting the return forwarded and then submitted and then getting the money back. So uh, if you haven't started yet, it's a good time to start. And uh, things are going to change, as I mentioned last week, also in 2018. It's not exactly so cut and dry. I was talking to my accountant and about like, is this good for the uh, 
you know, super rich and not good for the middle class and all that. And he said, actually, you know what? Every case is individual. Every individual case is different. But he said, you know, people who make from between like 200 and 700 grand, they're actually going to do pretty good. And the people who are really have a lot of money, um, they're going to lose out in the blue states because of the uh, uh, some of the taxes that they can't deduct. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, elsewhere, we've got uh, March Madness coming up this weekend. All of the uh, big conferences in uh, college basketball get together and play off uh, to see who wins their you know conferences, and then they do this. I think it's Sunday night. They do the uh, show where they pick the 64 teams and put them in brackets. And then people really get into that because a lot of people have gone to college and they want to see their teams get in there. Fortunately, I went to Villanova undergrad and uh, I've been so lucky because uh, they now have a super team. Uh, They won two years ago. I thought they had a better team last year, but you never know in the tournament, it's all matchups and you have a bad game and another team has a great game and you're out. It's one and done. So uh, people love the uh, NCAA March Madness. You got those brackets go around in every office in the country where everybody's uh, betting on that. And it's a it's a lot it's a lot of fun, uh, even if you're a casual sports fan. And then we've got Major League Baseball gearing up. They're starting to have a couple of the uh, preseason games are on television. And then on the for the Yanks, everybody here in New York is crazy about the Yankees chances this year. And uh, they've been on the radio. And I think um, very shortly, the first preseason game is going to be uh, televised. Uh, I'm looking into that because my mom, God bless her, she's 87 and uh, she watches every game. And uh, she's, uh, her memory's a little bit uh, uh, not quite on point as it was before. But uh, so I'm trying to, you know, make sure she knows when the games are so she can watch because she loves to sit back and enjoy that. Um, Elsewhere, we do our uh, Guy's Guy of the Week, and then we uh, take a quick break. We bring our guest out. After that, we uh, do our Guy's Guy's Guide. So for the Guy's Guy of the Week, you know, the Guy's Guy is all about casual confidence, unassuming strength, seductive integrity, emotional intelligence, timeless style, and and fun. This is what a Guy's Guy is. He's kind of a modern-day man's man, a little more casual, though, and he's a man still in every the best sense of the word. And it's a tricky time for men because – uh, first of all, you've got kind of millennials, uh, they're caught between the MMA and manscaping and you have the boomers who a lot of the guys who are boomers and GXers also, they define themselves by, uh, you know, their jobs and their paycheck and that's it. And then a lot of, fortunately, a lot of guys now are coming around to say, you know, is there more to this game than just playing the game? And, uh, that's what, uh, as your guys guy here on air, that's what I'm working with. I'm working with, uh, helping dudes be the best they can be and also uh talking to ladies about uh this is what men are all about and here's how you can work with them and help them and it's all it's all good i'm working on a book proposal for something new that's going to be for guys uh in the spiritual kind of uh, area but not you know when you use that word spiritual it comes across sometimes as oh you know if you're either into it or you're not but there's ways of living your best and still being a regular guy you can be a regular guy uh, on a spiritual journey, living a regular life. And, uh, you gotta, I'm going to put it out there based on, uh, experience insights. And also a lot of the guests I've had on guys, guys radio. So what I do is a little feature right now called guys, guy of the week. And it's usually somebody who's done something really good, or they could be the anti guys, guy of the week. So I had a couple of, a couple of people in mind here, and then we're going to land on one. So the first one is Ryan Seacrest, Seacrest is kind of anti guys guy, because, Here's somebody who came across as squeaky clean, and now there's some real questions about his behavior, and uh, it's been a little back and forth between him and a former stylist of his as to was he being very you know, forward with her and handsy, as well as uh, a little bit too sexual for a working relationship. And um, uh, there's been talk that the, the way the E-network handled things was uh, kind of looking uh, to... Some people are saying that, you know, they were protecting their golden boy there. And now somebody came out today and said, you know what, I'm corroborating what this uh, woman said about this guy's Seacrest behavior. So he's a candidate for anti-guys guy of the week. And then, uh, you know, I love Keith Richards. Uh, I love him. 
but he shoots his mouth off a lot about his uh, work partner, Mick Jagger. And I don't know where that's coming from. Uh, they have this weird kind of bromance that uh, there's always something going on. It's usually Keith shooting his mouth off. So today there was an article in the Wall Street Journal and Keith basically said, hey, Mick, you know, Mick's a randy old bastard, I think he called him. And he shouldn't be having kids anymore. And she, he should get the snip. And I can't believe it. God bless his kids. And, um, and then immediately, uh, they were actually supposed to, Jagger and Richards, they're working on new songs. And they were supposed to meet today. And all of a sudden, there was a, uh, uh, an apology posted on Twitter by Keith Richards saying he was deeply so- sorry for comments he made about Mick and they were totally out of line. And I'm, I'm sure they had a, a little discussion about that. Uh, and that's probably dr- was, was a driving force. Why Keith posted that. So he kind of gets an anti guys guy and a guys guy of the week, but I'm going to give the guys guy of the week to the country of France, France. Yes, because France did something very special uh, today. They banned uh, all plastic cups, plates, and cutlery. Uh, everything has to be biodegradable, and it would be a great thing. We have too much plastic, and the oceans are just, just like so much plastic in the oceans, and people ignore our environment. Uh, we're too much into uh, just ignoring the fact that there's issues with uh, uh, our environment, our earth. We're not taking care of the earth the way we need to. And uh, I applaud France for taking a major step to do something like this. So there they are my guys, guy of the week. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take a very quick break. And then we're going to bring our special guest, Raika, on in one moment. Okay, welcome back to Guys Guys Radio. As I mentioned to you, our kind of question of the day is, why do smart and successful women have a hard time dating, and what can they do about it? Well, our special guest is uh, Raika Yagmay, um, and she is a, the founder of Dating with Confidence. Um, she is all over the Internet, and she is a renowned dating coach, a really, really cool person also. Um, and we're going to get into her uh, all her social media and all that, but let me tell you a little bit about her. She found uh, Dating with Confidence. She's a CEO. She's a certified life coach, a dating and relationship expert for single women, as well as uh, she's a professional opera singer. She's been all over uh, the place in media, uh, Your Tango, Block Talk Radio, Nourishing Real Talk, uh, Guys Guide Radio, Bustle.com, She excels in teaching chronically single women. I love that. How to create and maintain the relationships they desire but haven't been able to find on their own. She's an Iranian-American, so we get a really uh, fresh perspective for her on dating. And she's an expert as a result of that on intercultural dating, which is a fascinating subject. And she educates and empowers women to date with confidence and grace and playfulness and curiosity. So I want to bring her on right now. Raika, welcome to Guys well, Guy Radio. Hello. Hello. Thank you. And how are you? <laughs> I am good. I was listening to you introducing me, and I'm like, oh my God, who is that? Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. somebody very special. So, uh, welcome back. You're You've so been sweet. on the show before, and I think you're amazing. And you're also, you're a very lovely person. So, that's cool, oh. also. Um, Let's uh, let's start with what's uh, what's been going on out there. What do you see as uh, what's the latest in dating since the last time we spoke, which was about a, a year ago? Well, um, where do I begin? <laughs> the latest in dating, I guess, in the dating field, I would say hashtag Me Too has definitely affected our field. Um, uh, of dating, um, but a lot has been happening at Dating with Confidence. I can tell you that. Okay. So, which one do you want to know about? <laughs> you you pick. Well, I always let's talk about hashtag me too because I was listening to to you talking before this, and um, I don't know if you saw. We actually there was like a little conversation about this in our group that you and I are both part of, uh, where the love coach professionals are in. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's pretty interesting because um, I date I I mean uh, I not date but I coach women date I don't work with men but um, it's fascinating because I have a lot of guy friends who are talking to me 
and are telling me how this whole, you know, single guy friends were telling me how this hashtag Me Too movement is affecting them. And yeah. um, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. What are they saying? Well, um, they're scared because um, do they make a move? Do they not? Do they tell a girl? Like, how do they go about it? Because now anything can be misunderstood as well. And um, and while I am a in many ways a supporter of the hashtag #MeToo, and I'm proud of the fact that we are able to talk about it. And God knows, in my field of opera, boy, have I experienced, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the ugly side, but um, I think that if we are not careful and if we uh, push this agenda um, alienating men from the process and making it a um, matter of polarity, me versus you, um, meaning men versus women, and we don't make it into a dialogue and we don't trust uh, men and kind of create an alliance to bring them into the conversation, um, this could be very damaging as opposed to doing actually something good for us. So that concerns me as a dating coach. Um, And it concerns my ladies because they are like, you know, I went on a date, but I can't. And I have to coach them and teach them how to actually ask. And so it feels weird because on one hand, women want to feel pursued, but on one hand, but the poor guy, if he pursues in his way and all he has to do is like do it just in a way that, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying domestic violence is the same as pursuing a woman. I do. I don't want to make that case here at all. Um, you know, uh, or or even abuse in a relationship, which which definitely I've I've been ex- I have experienced that in my own way, not domestic violence, but but um, emotional and financial mm-hmm. abuse in a relationship. But um, you know, there there is there there's so much gray zone, um, Robert, that um, and, and so much lack of boundary that I think good quality men and women both are wondering how to do with it. Well, let's, uh, okay. So the guys are, uh, now, uh, as it, as it has been, you know, in the last couple of years, they kind of were uncertain on their roles. Now you mm-hmm. lob this me too onto it, which is basically, um, I don't want to just simplify things, but sometimes we have to do that a little bit to just, uh, get a clearer picture sometimes. And then we can get sure. into the details, but you know, some powerful men, over over time have been just um to me shockingly uh inappropriate to women and the thing that gets me yeah. is the guys who are doing this i mean listen there's there's abusive men at every level whether they're rich or poor or whatever but it seems like a lot of guys with power um who are being outed now uh particularly in the entertainment industry but i think that's just the tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. because i think sure. it's going to come in government and sports and uh, everything out there but Men with power seem to think they can, you know, just uh, take their clothes off and just they don't have any respect. They think the power makes everything okay. And I think the person who's leading the country is kind of uh, representative to like, uh, hey, I'm in charge. So that's that's the way it is. And uh, this Mm -hmm. is really wrong. And uh, what it does is it has brushed, uh, washed over to regular guys who, who are just, you know, good guys. And uh, now yeah. they have to factor that into their whole dating, you know, who they are, how they behave and the whole dating thing. So it makes it really yeah. tough for guys. But and I think the key thing that men need to do is they really have to at, at this point right now, they have to pay attention more than ever. And they have to really listen, because yeah. I, I would love to hear from you. What what do women want now that this Me Too has been out there and a lot of women, um, so many have been mistreated um, what do they want guys to know who are in the dating field? Well, I can tell um, that what women want more than anything is respect and clear communication. I mean, it's really, it just comes down to something really simple, Robert. It's really not rocket science. And okay. we have a tendency uh, to make everything so complicated. 
It just comes down to right. ask. Don't assume. Ask. You know, mm-hmm. I was actually having a conversation on uh, Facebook with, uh, um, and I'm not going to name names because that's not what I like to do. But it was actually somebody who is uh, an authority, or so he thinks, in the dating world. And he was literally saying, well, women want to be surprised by, you know, like having a guy just lay a kiss on them on the first date. And I'm like, no, no, women don't want that. No, it's a, a woman um, actually might feel very scared. So ask them what would be so sexy is to say you know I really would love to ask you uh, kiss you may I simple simple as that and you're not taking anything away from the experience except for getting a buy-in except for getting in uh, inviting and then getting an invitation back mm-hmm. well there's also let's discuss this a little further this you know this there's something about spontaneity and uh, and I don't mean you know hey just uh, the guy should just move right in. But sometimes when you're with somebody, uh, if you're paying attention, if you're a guy, um, you can read the signals. Women give out signals. And uh, if you're oh, yeah. a sharp guy, then, then you can pick up on them. But most guys don't. And that's including me when I was out there. I, it took me a while to kind of <laughs> figure out the signals. But you can usually then tell if your heart's open and you have some intuition, you can tell. And um, when it gets to the point um, where it's like, may I kiss you? Uh, that's it's like what, what are we going back to that seems like you know in a way we're going back to like victorian times or something it takes like the fun out of out of the whole dating thing where if you have some game you know when a woman wants to kiss you and when she doesn't want to kiss you and you know no means no means no but you have a you can it you should be able to as a guy have a sense as to when is appropriate to take her by the hand or you know bust a move or, you know, kiss her or whatever. Um, if we get, to, I'm just concerned that if we get to the point where we have to ask, you know, may I put my hand there, please? You know, it's going to be, no, you don't it's, it's going to really that, get, that's, that's <laughs> right? taking it too far. That's taking right. it too far. Nobody's expecting us to go back to the Victorian. And, and I'm of the belief that if the Victorian era in the Victorian era, somebody did something good, there is no reason to say, Oh, now it's 2017. We must not do that. So right. here's the deal. It's plain and simple. You don't have to say, I would like to kiss you. May I kiss you now? No. It could be something as simple and spontaneous as, you know, I find you so attractive. I totally feel like I want to kiss you. Pause and see what the woman does. Mm-hmm. And that's what the that's ladies want that you speak spontaneous. to? Your, your, your gals? No, I'm just asking. That's, what, I mean, that's I, how they want I don't. So here's the deal. I don't I talk to every single one of my girls and say, well, how do you want a guy to make a move on you? Because we have other things to figure out there. Mm-hmm. But, um, but they want to be, what I do know for a fact that every single one of my clients wants is respect. Right. I sure. don't yeah. coach my girls how to get their first kiss um, from a guy because that's not their, that's not their role to do it. Um, I will teach them how to flirt with a guy, um, uh, but I will. But that's not a conversation I have with my girls to say, "Hey, you know, this is how you train a guy to to give you a kiss." No, it's very simple. You can keep it very spontaneous, but um, please don't put your hands on my boobs if we haven't gotten close to each other. Like, don't do that. That's not okay. Okay, you know? that's that's fair. Um, how come how there is so see this is the thing i think that because we are so afraid that we don't want to be going back to now you said victorian era whatever era in the past even like the 50s we're so afraid of that and we're so calling that passe that the art of seduction and the art of um um pursuing has gotten lost it's like we we get so there's so much flirting and foreplay that can be done. I can't believe my mom would listen to this <laughs> radio interview and she's like, what is she talking about? Um, so, you know, there's so much, so much in the art of seduction and foreplay that can happen that is still spontaneous, but still respectful. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
let's 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 move to uh the the big issue that we wanted to cover tonight raika um why do smart and successful women have a hard time dating and what can they do about it well that's a great question so that is a big question and actually that's a really good question so here's the deal most of the smart successful you know ambitious women um they have a tendency to date the wrong guys. And the reason that they are not successful in their love life, um, I would say their number one mistake is their mindset around their love life. Um, And this is a big one because they want to go about creating their love life the way they created success in their career without knowing that the two situations requires two very different approaches. So um, may I actually give a little bit more on that? Yes, please. Okay. So um, the it really comes down to when we want to go about, um, let's say, our education and going to college and then getting our interviews and making a good career or having a good career, the, the energy, that the dominant energy that's required for that is what we call masculine energy. The leadership, right. the go-get-it, the tasks, the to-dos, check, 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 you know, all of that. And there is less um, requirement for vulnerability, softness, and compassion. Though there are needed, of course they are needed, because you can't just go into any situation being, you know, focused on just one part and you know, one part of our being. But when you want to create a love life, we're talking about intimacy. And intimacy is not possible without um, vulnerability. And vulnerability is a very feminine Quality. And I want to make that clear for our listeners. By masculine and feminine, um, I don't mean manly man or girly girl, right. you know. Right. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the different sides that both men and women must acquire and must work on in order to create success in all areas of their lives. So masculine is the do it, get it done. You have to have a certain need to be right. Like as a surgeon, you, you're, somebody's life is in your hand. So you, yes, you, you cannot say, well, you know, can I do this? No, you, you've got to go for it and you've got to trust yourself in, in terms of making decisions and being bossy in the surgery, surgery room, right? And you might even throw somebody out in the middle of it if you need to, to do your work. But in, right. in your love life, you can't do that. And many times what happens is these amazing, beautiful, and I don't mean beautiful physically only, but beautiful personalities are being covered under this very harsh masculine energy. So what the guy is experiencing on the other side of the table is um, this very stern, uh, kind of harsh energy, which in many ways is like the guy says, well, listen, I don't want to date another dude. Right. So uh, what do you, how do you, you know, you're not the first uh, dating uh, expert, relationship expert who has said, said this. Um, A lot of the ladies that I talk to who are in the dating coaching field, they all seem to, to a person indicate that the biggest challenge they have when coaching uh, some of the ladies is that, they have the, you know, the masculine button pressed on during their career time, <laughs> and it's hard to turn it off in uh, dating time. So what's the answer? Mm-hmm. How do you, how do, what are the, you know, it's, you, you don't want, you don't want the person, you want the person to be authentic. So, Absolutely. So they, if they have a kick-ass attitude and they get things done at work, they, there's some carryover into their personal life. That's okay, but you don't want to be another mm-hmm. dude. Here's the deal. I'm one of the most, um, you know, kick butt, um, coaching a coachy, do this, do that kind of person. I mean, I have a lot of masculine energy. Um, but 
I will tell you that my relationship with Tim, my current life partner, is absolutely not possible if I want to come into my relationship with him and um, bossing him around or mm-hmm. um, kind of be, kind of not have any compassion or kind of like a softness to my approach to my, our conversations. Like, I mean, in case in point, last night I was exhausted. I had worked from 6.30 in the morning till about 9.30 at night, straight, without a break. And I was, I was in a bad mood by that time. And when poor Tim came around, I just snapped at him. Mm-hmm. And and he was like, I don't I've get been it. there. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, why are you like, like, I don't get, like, what did I do? And I was like, I, and that's awareness. That's where mm-hmm. your awareness got to kick in. And that comes from years of practice that, you know, honey, you're right. And I apologize. That is not you. It's, it's me taking responsibility for what I did and apologizing and saying, you know what, I really need to have some loan time so I can get back to who I am. And, that, and at 9.30 at night, that might mean I need to go do my meditation and go to bed. Mm-hmm. So the so, women who uh, you coach, Raika, when they come in, and, you, and knowing that some of them, you could probably just by their attitude when you're speaking with them in the kind of the qualification process, Mm-hmm. Are they, I know every situation and every individual is different, but are they uh, generally aware of that issue? No. No, they're not. They actually <laughs> that think that tough. that's the way to go about it. Yeah, it, but, you know, that's my job. My job as a coach is to um, bring that to their attention with kindness, lovingly, in a supportive manner, so that they don't feel cornered. Because... Believe it or not, each one of us has the quality of, uh, of self-defeating qualities. Even I believe Donald Trump has that, even though we don't, we don't believe maybe he has it. But every mm-hmm. one of us has it as humans. You know, now how much we show it and how much we act on it and uh, all of that, you know, dep- depends on different, you know, various, um, the way we identify with the world around us. But I think that actually the women who are, um, very harsh and kind of on the cor- on the you know corners or like on the outside they they have this kind of shell they are very very they very much want to be cuddled and loved and mm-hmm. and acknowledged on the inside and they have and sure. this is a form of um, um, self defense mechanism that we have. Got it. So, uh, you one of your things that you like to uh, talk about is that um, um, many of these smart, successful women um, end up dating the wrong guys. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? You know, what? What's the wrong guy, and why do they have this tendency? Well, because I think that um, we are. <laughs> There's a lot of misinformation out there. First of all, I mean, my goodness, again, where do I begin? It can be a number of situations why we go after the wrong guy. And really, if, if any, any lovely ladies who are listening to this and want to know more, they, the best thing they can do to get this, because I can't really talk about all of it here, is to go and download my free training, The Broken Picker Solution, um, mm-hmm. Stop dating the wrong men now, which explains what are the characteristics of different types of men that are in the dating uh, pool that come across as relationship ready, but in reality they're not. Mm-hmm. And so, why do women do that? <clears throat> I think both men and women a lot of times have a tendency to go after the attractive qualities rather than important qualities. And, right. and, and the moment I say that, at least when I say that to my people, I see, you know, the, the fear, like the eyes just, you know, like the, there's this look of worry on their face and, the, and, mm-hmm. and these invisible boxing gloves come up and they're, they get defensive in their, their own way. And like basically what they say when I get to the bottom of it is, well, I don't want to be with a guy who's not attractive. Calm down. Nobody's asking anybody to be with a person who they don't find, they, they, they can't stand. You don't have to be with a guy that you, you get nauseous with or a woman that you get nauseous with. 
all I am asking you is don't make your first impressions on attractive qualities, outer qualities, rather than the important qualities, which are the inner qualities. Right. And, and, and to me, the, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go. No, no, you go. Because here's the deal. The attractive qualities, the brilliant, charming, tall, fit, interesting, funny, you know, common passions, identical belief system, a guy is all of that and a guy is going to die away after after a while, after a few weeks. Because if he doesn't have the important inner qualities like honesty, kindness, responsibility, integrity, emotional, exactly, integrity, loyalty, good um, communication skills, respect, mm-hmm. there ain't no way that that tall, charming, beautiful, brilliant, fit, interesting, funny guy is going to last long. Yeah. I think another thing that, um, uh, you know, in terms of like a lot of women seem to have a list and that's fine. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes the longer they're single, the longer the list gets. And and I don't know if you, I don't know if you see that, but uh, to me, what's really most important is really, um, you know, you can't do anything about chemistry. Just certain people have certain types and all of that, but ultimately it comes down Mm -hmm. to chemistry because, you know, you could be with somebody who's, considered physically beautiful and you might not really be like vibing and uh, so the whole thing it doesn't mm-hmm. work I mean we all watch TV and movies and we see some you know star that somebody says oh you know Gwyneth Paltrow is gorgeous and somebody else says she says like a bowl really? of oatmeal like what are you kidding <laughs> right so you never know on that so to, to me cold oatmeal organic though um, or maybe a bowl of quinoa she could be. Oh, uh, Robert, you are brutal, man. <laughs> well, I'm not saying I think that she's a bowl of quinoa. No, I know, I know. Of course not. <laughs> she's, she's lovely. Um, but um, it's to me, it comes down to like, uh, if you're going to have a list, you know, keep it down to value-oriented uh, characteristics, uh, authenticity, somebody who's comfortable in her own skin, um, somebody you feel you could trust. Um, of course, you want somebody to be funny and make you laugh and, and be interesting also. And uh, somebody who's curious, I think, and who has mm-hmm. a has a dream, has a plan, has a goal. Um, you know, it's yeah. interesting. A lot of a lot of guys. Um, I'm a boomer and a lot of guys my age, they're like they're like packing it. They don't they don't they're not interested in any. It, you know, they're interested in like not working because they're sick of working or or where they're interested in hanging on to their job, but you know, not that many of them that I'm talking to are interested in expanding their horizons um, yep. in a uh, spiritual, I'll put that word in quotes way, um, which, you know, when it all comes down to it, you know, and you're at the end of the line, you want to know who you are and what you, you want to be, have been going for something instead of just, you know, doing the usual I mean, everybody's here for a reason. I think part of our challenge is finding out what our truth is. And um, I think, you know, sorry for the long statement, um, but it seems like value-oriented aspects of the list are more important than, um, you know, if somebody has long fingers or whatever. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, Robert, you nailed it totally on the head, if that's the right expression in English. But um, you totally nailed it because that's exactly what I teach in my process, Um, you know, how to find your non-negotiables. You were saying, like, you know, as as the older they get, the the longer the list. I had a woman who had 112 things on her list, 112. And I don't let my women to have any more than five. You get to have five non-negotiables, five fights mm-hmm. you're not going to have. Yeah. The rest of it, you are living with somebody else. So unless you want to live with yourself, then you have five. And as you said, those five things are going to be based on inner values, not outer qualities. Mm-hmm. Because here's the deal. I always say this in, you know, about my relationship with Tim. I, I had dated... 11 guys over the span of 12 years, one more good-looking than the other. Um, So if you're listening, my exes, you can stroke your egos. But every single one of them cheated on me. Now, I'm not saying good-looking men cheat, right, which is the opposite of it. 
becomes a limiting belief. If I want to be with a good quality man, that means I have to let go of being attracted. Okay? That's a limiting belief. Who says quality men cannot be attractive? So fast forward, I finally figured out, duh, I'm the common denominator in my 11 relationships, so I got to do something about the way I'm approaching dating. Exactly. And I went about it, right, did my work, yada, 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 met Tim. And we went on our first date, and I still to this day cannot believe what he was wearing. I still don't understand it. And my old self immediately wanted to say, absolutely not. What is he thinking? Did he not think that I'm important? You know, I think all this, I will not be able to present him to my mom and my great-grandmother who's in the grave and, uh, you know, all that that stuff. And I I had learned better. Stop. Stop judging him. You have no idea what qualities this man has. Don't judge him. So, lo and behold, we dated, you know, six years later, we are so in love with each other, more than we have been when we first met, and the outfit has long gone in the trash can about a year before our relationship. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Great. Right? So, because uh, if a guy has the quality to learn and improve, he would probably want to improve his, his clothing. <laughs> Yeah, most guys are open to that, so that's cool. And you know, you know, you don't want the guy. I always say, you know, guys, don't show up with the baseball cap on backwards for the, for the dinner date. You know, I mean, like, please don't. Some and one woman, she texts me. You know, she on Facebook, she says, "Why? I love that look." I'm like, "Okay, good for you." Oh boy, enjoy, well, enjoy. You know, uh, I, you know what? You know, <laughs> White Castle. You please know, they have a special done. for Valentine's Day. Have fun, but uh, so. I know you've got uh, you've got a you've got a run in a few, but l- let me just ask you final uh, thought. Um, number one mistake smart women make when they're in dating, and um, the number one mistake guys make. And then I want to get you to get into your programs and where everybody can find you. Absolutely. Oh my God. Number one mistake that women make. I would say the the number one mistake they have is their need to be right. Hmm. Interesting which means they don't want to make mistakes. A lot of guys have that which, problem too, though. Absolutely. It's really not that different when you think it. You ever notice that a lot of people, they can't just say people can't admit they're wrong or say them. So there's certain people and they're not bad people. Uh, no. They never will admit they're wrong and they never say, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like exactly. it's some show of weakness. It's so easy though. Yes. It's a sign of strength. It's, so, and you know what? I, I'm going to delve a little bit into it, and I know I have to go, but this go. is really important, so I make my point here, because I want your listeners to not be like, well, what, what? And I, if I say I'm sorry, I will, that would not be a mistake. No, that's not what I mean. The need to be right is so tricky, ladies and gentlemen, because if you have any kind of limiting belief around dating um, men, women, got, uh, uh, relationship, love, yourself in a situation of love, any kind of limiting belief. Your need to be right would like to collect evidence around that limiting belief that proves to you that you are right. For example, Susie is single, right? And she's been single for a while. And her limiting belief is there are no good guys available anymore. I'm 44 years old. All the good guys are taken, right? So what what does she see? Jackie, who was dating, just got dumped. See, I told you, he dumped her. He's not a good guy. There you go. My evidence is right. And then later she talks to Sally, and Sally's boyfriend cheated on her. See, another evidence. Men are cheated. I told you, all the good guys are taken. So they collect this evidence, and what, what does that do? They get to be right, but they also get to be single. Yeah. <laughs> Great point. Great point. Right. Um, you see how that's one of the biggest mistakes that we make? I had wanted to, you know, it's interesting. I cut out this article. I was going to, if we had time, get into it. I just want to mention it, though. There's, there's an article, uh, and then it was in the Post, and uh, it comes from The Sun because they have a, they're both owned by Murdoch, <laughs> and it, it's all about the brutal new dating trends, serendipity dating, uh, the fupping, breadcrumbing, 
Um, I'm sure you're familiar with this cricketing, flexing, ghost busting, mm-hmm. foul mm-hmm. baying. And, you know, I read through them and I'm like, there's one thing they all have in common. They're just bad behavior. Yeah. All of Simple, them. It's right? like, what is this? This is, this, if this is the dating trends, then singles are in trouble because it's all, they're all about being dishonest. Yeah. Not flat out dating lying, but is, just being dishonest. And you know what, why that is? I, I'm sure you know. You know I, I'm, I guess I'm talking to your audience. Do you guys know why that is? It's because we are, humankind is, um, I'm getting very philosophical here, but humankind has the two, two biggest fears that causes humankind to constantly actually do make mistakes and, and not be able to improve <clears throat> Robert, I think you got to correct that sentence. Okay, my English just went out the door. Okay, no, no, two no, big mistakes that humankind makes that constantly keeps him or her stuck. And that is, number one, I'm not good enough. And that could come in any form or shape. I'm not tall enough. I'm not mm-hmm. young enough. I'm not, I'm not blank enough, right. right? And number two is I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to be turned, around, turned away. This plays in our careers, this plays in our love life, this plays in anything that we want to improve in our life. And here's the deal. Unless you, you work on those two awful habits that we all have a tendency to have and really learn how to change that voice around inside, not wait for somebody to say, oh, my God, you're so beautiful, and because when they say it, you feel good. And the moment they take it away from you, you think you are a failure. So you have this yo-yo syndrome. And when we do that, when we go based on these two fears, it is impossible to create success. Yep. Now, mm-hmm. this comes up so much more in the love life because love life is very personal. Got it. Okay. Um, why don't we do this? I know you got a role. So um, tell our audience about where they can find you, Raika, and uh, about the programs you have, any special things you want to promote. And um, then I have one final request after you're done with that. Absolutely. So easiest way to get a hold of me is, um, wow, I'm on Facebook. I have a private group called Dating Tips for Savvy Single Ladies. So just search for dating tips for savvy single ladies you're going to see my photo with my big curly hair and uh or not you could just go to datingwithconfidencecoaching.com make sure you put that coaching in there datingwithconfidencecoaching.com or just google raika dating coach i'm probably the only raika who's a dating coach and um the other thing is we have this amazing course coming up starting on April 9th called Irresistible Woman, Master the Art of Attraction and Create the Love Life that You Want. And it's all about the talk that we had today. We are going to go in. There are 20 training, audio trainings and step-by-step workbook uh, in there that's going to teach you how to, how to take, um, get rid of anything that's sabotaging your dating and love life and built in new habits and how to build in new habits, build in new habits. And uh, it has five group coaching calls. It is an incredible early bird special right now. So if you want to get on it, get in touch with me, Raika at datingwithconfidencecoaching.com. I'm all over social media. So all right. it's pretty easy Fabulous. to find me. All right. My final request. It's funny. Don't get mm-hmm. mad at me, but you're an opera singer, as <laughs> well, I mentioned earlier. How about oh singing, singing us off with a little guys, guys radio in the, in your opera voice? In my eye, all right. Listen and then I'll let you go. Guys. You don't have to hang in there because we do another segment after this with the, the guys, guys guide. But when I take the break, you can go. I know you got a client lined up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's see. Listen to the guys, guys, <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I got to talk to you offline about this. I think I want to get oh, that on the I, show somehow. It's awesome. Sure, we can do it. We can do it. And, you know, can I say something to you before we leave? <laughs> yeah. I've been dying to say this to you. You have one of the most beautiful speaking voices I've ever listened to. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you. 
It's hard to tell. Yeah. You can never nobody nobody ever knows their own voice, but it's uh, so nice to hear that. Um, oh my God! Uh, coming it's from so the beautiful. It's such a beautiful baritone voice. I want to give you like a Mozart, you know, aria to sing or something. I am not. Um, I'm not a great singer, but um, I'm, I'm, I love compliments. So thank you so much. And I'm telling <laughs> you, very we, well. maybe, maybe we can do something for like the, I end the show with uh, something that you sing in the guys, guys radio thing. I love it. I love it. So uh, sure. we'll talk soon. And it's hey. always great to have you on the show. And I can't wait to have you back on again in a few months and uh, all the best to you, Raika. You're, you're a gem. Oh, thank you, Robert. I love talking to you. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it so much. All right, stay well. Okay, folks, okay, our bye. special guest. All right, cheers. Raika Yagmai, and uh, she is dating with confidence. She's the best. So we're going to take a break, as I mentioned, and then we're going to go to the Guys, Guys, Guide, and then uh, we'll wrap up the show. Okay, we're back. Guys, Guys Radio, uh, this is your host, Robert Manny. It is Wednesday, February 28th. 2018, and we're going to do our Guys, Guys, Guide right now. Um you know, I I had a whole bunch of ideas as to what I could talk about. Um, I was going to talk about the uh, my New Year's resolutions and, and dieting again, only because everybody's already forgotten their New Year's resolution. And to me, there's never a time when you can't start a new resolution. You can't start something new. And I came up with this, what I call the process of elimination diet at the beginning of the year. And... Um, I think I'll talk about that with you now. And then next week I want to talk about me too and what guys can do about that. But the I've tried all these different diets over the years and I've done fasting and juice fasts and master cleanse and juicing and, uh, uh, not eating meat and, uh, water, uh, drinking just tons of water. And I came up with something and, uh, the intermittent fasting, and some of them have really worked and others have not worked as well. And I think it's an individual, it's an individual uh, thing. You have to go with what feels right for you and you have to stick with it. And you have to kind of make your diets into like lifestyle, because if you just do the diet thing, you'll get the results and you'll yo-yo right back. And it makes it really tough because you, you're always feeling like you're denying yourself. So I said, you know what, I'm going to come up with a program that lasts a year and it's almost like a cumulative thing. And I'm going to test it on myself. And if it works, then I'm going to do something with it in terms of marketing it. So basically, I call it the process of elimination diet. And what I started was I said, okay, I'm going to take on something really big at the beginning of the year, and I will give that up for the year. And I, although I'm giving things up, I'm looking at it uh, as a, uh, as a po positive and thinking, what am I going to get out of it? Why, why am I doing this? What is my benefit? And like anything else, like I'm a hypnotist, so when we work with somebody who wants to become a non-smoker, we don't talk about quitting smoking. We talk about becoming a non-smoker and all the positive reasons to do that. So I stopped drinking at the beginning of the year. Um, and uh, then after I, I have this program, I'm thinking of breaking it to three, three levels. So I'm at the advanced level. And that is I will be giving up something every week. 52 weeks for the year. And when you think about it, some of the things, if you give something up in week 53, you're only giving it up for a week. If you give something up in week one, you're giving it up for 52 weeks. And what I found is I'm going, I'm in my ninth week and I've given up uh, alcohol. I gave up pie and cake and cookies and soda, muffins, croissants, uh, a couple other things in that area. So I haven't taken on the ice cream yet. I'm going to give that up actually this coming Sunday. Uh, I haven't given up pizza yet. I haven't given up, given up bread yet uh, or cheese. Uh, all that stuff's coming at some point. And, you know, the other thing is you have to figure out if I give up 52 things, what am I going to eat? I'm already, I don't eat meat. So I eat fish a couple of times a week and that's it. So, um, it's been a fascinating process and I'm having fun with it because during the week where I give something up, like the first week I gave up alcohol. Well, by the next Saturday, cause I give something up starting each Sunday, I was like, okay, what do I give up next? And then I gave up uh, cake. I think, no, I gave up cookies. 
So the second week I was like, oh, cookies, I can't have them. And then by the second half of that week, I started thinking about well, what am I going to give up the third week? And I've forgotten about cookies and I've forgotten about cake and I've forgotten about soda and I've forgotten about alcohol. I've been challenged. I made a couple of buddies for drinks, but uh, it's, it's taken a lot of the sting out of giving something up. And again, I'm thinking, well, I'm going to be in better shape. I'm going to sleep better. I'm going to have more energy. I'm going to lose weight. What's interesting, though, is I haven't lost a lot of weight. I lost about five pounds. I put on a couple of pounds back because what I've been doing is each time I give something up, I find I make up for that by finding a replacement. So now every night I'm like, I'm going to have my organic ice cream sandwich. And uh, but something I, I didn't eat at all last year, but I'm I'm replacing some of the other stuff I like with this treat for myself, this ice cream sandwich. And you might say, well, that's not a big thing, but you know what? You eat an ice cream sandwich every night for the year, not a good thing. So I'm learning a lot along the way, and I'm going to put this program together and we'll see where it takes me. Because when I start to knock out some of the big carb things like pizza and uh, cereal and uh, bagels and you know, I've got a lot left to give up. Uh, I think the weight will just be peeling off me because uh, uh, my workouts have been fantastic. Um, my runs have been great. And I'm feeling terrific. I'm sleeping great. And I wake up. I don't have a hangover or anything. Not that I drank that much, but I used to like a glass of wine at night or two. And, uh, you know, before you know with that stuff, you can start, you know, oh, half a bottle's gone. So it's, it's I think it's... Uh, very beneficial to challenge ourselves with uh, uh, giving some stuff up or doing something positive. So for me, and everybody's different, for me, I, I enjoy doing what I'm doing. People say, some of my friends, like, you are crazy. You know what? Maybe I am, but I actually am having fun with this, and I want to see what the results are. So it's called the process of elimination diet. And the point is, um, one of the things that keeps me on beam is I know if I fall off, and uh, start eating one of the things I gave up, it kind of messes up the whole thing. So I'm really adamant about, I've got to stick with this thing for 52 weeks. And the drinking thing, it really, it really not, has not been a problem. I went out with a buddy the other night. He likes to drink craft beer. And I had a Caliber, which is uh, Guinness's non-alcoholic beer. So I figured, okay, it's not alcohol. I can have that. So I had a Caliber. It tasted very good. And it was a, it was a replacement. Um, so... You can, you can give things up. You can start a resolution. It doesn't have to be at the first of the year. It doesn't have to be your New Year's resolution. Most people, their New Year's resolutions, whatever they were, are, are probably done by now. But it doesn't have to be that way. Any day, any week, you can start something new, whether it's uh, getting on a health kick, a diet thing, um, spirituality, um, reading, creating, whatever. You can do it. Every day is a new day and it's never too late. Don't ever let anybody tell you that. So that's our guys, guys, guy. That's our show for this evening. This is Robert Manny, your guys, guy coming to you live on blog talk radio for guys, guys radio. We're going to be back next Wednesday. Um, Derek Rydell is going to be here. He is a kind of a, um, uh, kind of a life coach, wellness guy, uh, has a lot of things, uh, teachings about manifesting and stuff. Interesting guy. He's going to be here next week. And in the meantime, I hope everybody has a fantastic week. I want to thank everybody for, uh, you know, sticking with me on guys, guys radio where, uh, it all started with my book, the guys, guys, guide to love. And you can get that on, uh, Amazon or any of the e-tailers It's still in some bookstores, uh, guys, guys radio, where this was podcast number 264. We're on Stitcher, we're on Blog Talk Radio, we're on iTunes, we're on TuneIn, we're on all the big ones. And uh, if you like the show, hey, subscribe, rate us, review us. It really helps. If you like a romantic comedy novel, a romp, if you will, check out my book, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. Hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. I'm there. I'm here for you. I'm your guy's guy. And remember what I always like to say at the end of every show Guys, finish first.